Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, and I'm the lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And I am just super excited to be with you guys today uh, because we are starting a new series that's called Being Rich in What Matters Most. And I'm super excited about the content of this message series because I really believe that the content of this series can totally change lives. I really do believe that. And I believe that could be the reason and the purpose of why God has placed you in the position you are today uh, to hear this podcast and to listen to this podcast. So let me just ask, start off uh, with this series by asking a couple of questions uh, okay, that we'll move into, and then we're going to dive into some teaching from the Bible. So I would like to know how many of you, when you were a kid, you hoped to be rich when you grew up? And I, I'm assuming most of you are th- probably thinking, yeah, that's, that was me all the way. Well, I was the same way. You know, I did. I thought growing up to be rich uh, would be an awesome thing. That would be the ultimate goal. But to me, when I was growing up, to, for me in my eyes, to be rich, um, you pretty much had to have like an indoor bowling alley or something on that nature, and then you knew you were rich, right? And I don't know why I thought that, but that is just kind of what was stuck in my head. But I thought if I had that, then we would be rich. Now, I also want to know if somebody um, who's, if you know somebody who's, who's rich, do you look at that way, that the way they spend money, and maybe you secretly think, if I were rich like that, I could do a better job of being rich, you know? Uh, many of you uh, would be honest enough to admit that's kind of the way you're thinking uh, with when you see rich people or somebody that you know is rich um, and you want to do that. Because what's so funny is everybody wants to be rich, right? But when you are rich, a lot of people are embarrassed by it. What's even more interesting is that there are a lot of people that are rich, but they don't know that they're rich. For example, I had some very rich friends, uh, and if you saw them, you'd be like, dude, there's no way they're rich, and, and, but they are rich. <laughs> and so I asked them one time, I was close enough friends with them, that I, I said, what does it feel like to be rich like you? And their faces kind of went blank, and they said, we're, 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 we're not rich. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not rich? And they said, well, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, they're, they're rich, but we're not rich. And I went, well, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so might have been richer, but this family was rich, okay? And they, they didn't even realize they were rich. And the problem is nobody knows where the rich line is, right? I mean, if you ask yourself, where's the rich line? For example, you never get paid on the 15th of the month or whenever you get paid and you go, oh, I just crossed it. I mean, yesterday I wasn't rich, but today, woohoo, I'm, I'm rich. I finally got there. And if you do cross an imaginary line, once you get to the other side, you kind of think, well, the rich line just moved again. I thought it was you know, over here, but now it feels like it's way over there. I believe that many of you who are listening to this podcast today are going to wake up one day and realize I've crossed the line. 
I'm actually rich, and since God has blessed me with more than I need, I want to be rich in what matters most. I want to be rich in a way that honors God. Okay, so to build a foundation in this in an introductory week, um, because we're going to be talking about this for five weeks this time, I, I want to look at First Timothy. And if you guys want to, if you have a way to get to look at First Timothy, I'll read it here in a second. But it's when Paul uh, gave some advice to younger Timothy. And young Timothy asked Paul, how do you help people who are rich be good at being rich? And this is the part where Paul told him what to do, okay? And it comes from 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, starts in verse 17. Here's what verse 17 says. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. It says, don't be arrogant. In other words, don't think it's all about, it's all because of you. Now, yes, you may have worked hard, and yes, you may have been faithful, and yes, you may have lived beneath your means and invested well or whatever it might be, but ultimately, you have to recognize that everything you have is a gift from God. Your talents, your abilities, your mind, your life, the air you breathe, every blessing you have comes from God. And every blessing that we don't turn back to praise has the potential to turn into pride. Okay, Let me say that again. Every blessing that we don't turn back to praise has the potential to turn into pride. And I don't know any of you uh, know, if you don't, if you know any rich people, okay? How many of you know somebody that's rich and maybe arrogant, okay? But when you've earned a lot, think about this, it's easy to think, wow, I must be pretty special. So, so warn these rich people, do not be arrogant. That's what Timothy or Paul is saying to Timothy, right? Do not put your hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but put your hope in God who richly provides everything for our enjoyment, okay? Let's read on. Verses 18 and 19, here's what it says. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Help the rich people to be good at being rich, to make a difference, and to be rich in what matters most, right? So a foundation for today is what I want to do is to try to help us define what is rich. If we don't know exactly where the rich line is, Let's try to get our mindset around what it is to be rich. So I did a little research, okay? Uh, Gallup did a study and asked different people at different wages. They said this question, they asked this question, how much would you need to earn to be rich? And I found this to be really fascinating, okay? Very, very interesting. He asked a group of of people who made $30,000 a year, how much would you need to earn to be rich? And the average response for those making $30,000 a year was, if I made $74,000 a year, that would be rich. And now some of you are out there going, well, I make $74,000 a year. And you're wanting to say, well, sit down and let me teach you a little lesson, okay? I don't feel so rich at $74,000. So Gallup asked those who made $50,000 a year, how much would you need to be rich? And the average response was $100,000 a year. These guys were like, dude, if I made six figures, I'd be so rich you couldn't even stand to be around me because I'm so rich, right? 
And again, there are those of you who might make $100,000 or more or combined income in that range, right? It could be combined. It doesn't have to be a singular person. And you say, I got news for you. With teenage drivers, with private schools and dance classes and soccer and sending the kids to camp and braces and braces again and braces again for depending on how many kids you have and college coming up and a wedding in the future, that's not rich. $100,000, that's not rich because it's hard to determine where the rich line is. Gallup asked the top income earners, those who made over $200,000 a year, how much in assets would you need to be rich? You know what the average response was? $5 million. And all the rest of us are thinking, duh, $5 million? Of course with $5 million that would be rich. But what's funny about this is you could ask the poor broke guy who only makes $2 million, are you rich? And they're like, no, no, I'm not rich. I need more to be rich because the rich line continues to move. Now, for example of that, when I was making $24,000 a year with, with two kids, I had a friend making $40,000 a year. And I remember, like it was yesterday, telling my wife, Jen, if I would ever get to $40,000, uh, we are so done, okay? I mean, done. Like, we'd never need any more than that. Then our marriage went on, okay? And, and we had more things going on in our lives, and suddenly $40,000 didn't seem like we'd be rich like it did before because the rich line continued to move. The challenge is, is if we don't feel rich, we're, we're going to continue to try to get rich. And one day we're actually going to pass that rich line and we're not going to realize that we are rich. And therefore, we'll never be good at being rich and what matters most. And I want to look at God's word and let him teach us how to be good at being rich. So in order to get there, I want to give you some good news and some bad news today, okay? Now, um, a lot of people like to hear the good news first and a lot of people like to hear the bad news first. But I'm going to start with the good news, okay? Because that's what I have in my, my, my notes here, and so that's the way we're going to go. So let me give you some good news, all right? And the good news is so good that, that if you believe it, let me tell you this, it will change your life, okay? The news is so good that you have no idea how good it is, okay? So if you're ready to hear it, here's the good news. Uh, write this down, block it in your brain, whatever you need to do, but get ready for it. Here's the good news. You are rich. You are you absolutely are. Every single one of you that are listening to this podcast today are rich. This is going to change your life. I promise you. You are rich and you need to believe this because you have rich people opportunities, okay? If you have kids, you can expose them to books, libraries. You can take them to the zoo. They can be in activities. They can play sports. They can get music lessons. They can get their teeth straightened, okay? They can get operations to help, surgeries to make their bodies better if they are sick, Okay. You are rich enough okay, that you can save time with money. So instead of washing your own car, most of you can afford to drive through a $3 car wash to save a half an hour. A lot of you can afford to hire a babysitter so you can go and invest in your marriage. Most of you uh, have enough money to help somebody who's in need, who maybe couldn't eat a meal. Okay, You have rich people opportunities. And this is incredibly good news. In fact, when you recognize this is a gift from God, that he has blessed you in a very significant way. It changes your heart. It your, changes your stature and what you're capable of doing. In fact, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, besides Jesus Christ himself, said that in Ecclesiastes 5.19, he said, Moreover, 
when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil. This is the gift of God. Every single one of you have been blessed by God. And I want you to internalize this, okay, to believe it, to let it soak into your heart that you are genuinely rich, okay? In fact, some of you right now, you're pushing back. You're thinking, well, Dan, you can tell me all you want, but you're like, no, I'm not. You don't understand my situation. I'm not rich. And what I want you to understand is, yes, you are, okay? In fact, let me give you two statistics, okay? If you make $33,000 or more, okay, believe this or not, you are in the top 1% of wage earners in this world, okay? 1%. You are a one percenter. You are in the top 1% of people alive on earth today. That, that's how rich you are, okay? That's perspective when you don't just compare it to rich people in our own country, but rich people all over the world. You are one of them. Some of you, you didn't realize this, but you are mega, 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 mega rich, okay? If you earn $80,000 or more combined income or single income, okay, you are in the top 0.1% of wage earners in the world. In other words, you are in the top one-tenth of 1%. That's how crazy rich you are, okay? One-tenth of 1% of everybody alive today, that's how rich you are. Now, with all this being said, I really do want to be sensitive to to when I say this because I know that there are those of you that have significant financial challenges right now. And I know that some of you got racked up with medical bills and something that you didn't expect and and, and I and you don't know how to climb out of that. And, and I know that some of you may not be employed right now and it's very agonizing to you. And I know that there are single parents who are working multiple jobs trying to feed kids and it's very, very difficult. And I acknowledge that, okay? But let's be real honest, okay? Just work with me for a moment here. Most of you who are going to push back and say, you know what, I'm not rich. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be driving today, going back home, probably back to a home that has climate-controlled system, right, air conditioning or heat, depending on where you're listening to this from, and upload a picture of your personal pizza that you just picked up that was or delivered to your house, okay, and you posted it onto your Instagram account using your mobile device with an unlimited data plan. Okay, work with me here. You're doing okay. You are rich. You're rich, okay? See, when people from developing countries talk about rich people, about 3 billion people would describe rich people this way, okay? About half the world's population, they're going to say something on the lines of, let me tell you about rich people, okay? Rich people own cars, Now, here's the deal. If you own a car, you're in the top 3% of the wealthiest people alive. That's rich. And they also would say some of the rich people, they're so rich that they have an extra car. They have got one for him and one for her. They've got two cars. Now, some people, they're so rich that they're not even going to believe it. They have got houses for their cars. They call them garages, okay? They drive their cars into these garages to keep their cars safe from the weather elements, Some of these rich people, they're so rich that they have three car garages, one for both of their cars and an extra one for the junk that won't fit in their actual house. That's how rich they are. These people are also so rich, it's amazing, they'll drive their cars past 15 buildings called restaurants to get to their 16th one because it's their favorite, where they've got the dippy bread and the oil and the stuff they just love, and then they order three meals. 
The first one's called an appetizer, the second one's called the main course, and the third one is called dessert. We call them fat rich because they eat even more than they need. They're so rich. And when they drive home into their house, some of them have closets that you can walk into. And some of these closets, they're bigger than the homes of people all over the world. Some of them have a his closet and a her closet. And almost all of them are two stories for their clothes. There's a lower story and then there's an upper story, right? They walk by and they touch all their clothes. And they're so rich that they say, I've got nothing to wear. That's how rich we are, folks. The problem is that when I said, you're rich, very few people are like, oh, I feel so relieved now. Now the debt doesn't bother me anymore because I'm rich. And the reason you don't do that is because you don't feel rich. And the reason you don't feel rich is because you consume everything God gives you. That's why you don't feel rich, because you consume it all. If you get more, you consume more. Some of you are very, very rich, and you don't feel rich because you consumed it all. And God says, command those rich people to be good at being rich, not just to think that it was all for them. God wants us to be good at being rich. The challenge for so many of us is we just don't know how to internalize it, okay? So if we're going to be good at being rich, what we first have to do is we have to admit that we are rich, okay? So if you're driving or you're sitting right now and you're listening to this podcast, here's what I want you to say with me. I want you to say on the count of three that I'm rich. So here we're going to go. One, two, three, I'm rich, right? The challenge is many of you still don't believe that. And some of you are even embarrassed to say that, which is interesting because there's something in us that makes us ashamed of it, which is really odd if you think about it. What other blessing from God? Okay? If we truly believe that wealth comes from God, what other blessing from God do we apologize for that? You know, Think about that. If, if we've got a good marriage, like, man, Dan, you, you guys got to have a great marriage, and I wouldn't apologize and pretend like we don't, okay? I'd say, thank you. And I wouldn't go, no, actually, she drives me crazy. We're just faking it, okay? I, I wouldn't say that. If I complimented on you, uh, complimented you on your health or something, you know, like, hey man, you're in really good shape. You wouldn't turn to me and say, no man, like you should see my shirt with me with my shirt off. You know, it's flap, flap, flap. You know, you wouldn't do that. You would just say thank you. But when someone says, man, you've been blessed in that way. I like your sweater or your new outfit or whatever it might be. What do we say? We kind of have this instinct to go, well, I got it on sale. Let me tell you about this deal I got on it. Okay. Because there's some sense of embarrassment or shame from something that is really a blessing from God. So if you're kind of taking notes, I want you to write this down. I want you to internalize with this thought. God has blessed me with more than I need. I am rich. God has blessed me with more than I need. I am rich. Okay. Now let's just kind of turn that into we. God has blessed us with more than we need. We are rich. That's the good news. And you need to know that. Because that is really, really, really good news. If you have, you have rich people opportunities, you can make a difference in this world. We have been blessed by God. We are rich. And that's really, really good news. Okay? Now for the bad news. And I can't tell you how bad this news is. Okay? It really is. It's one of the greatest challenges that you will ever have to overcome as an effective follower of Christ. Are you ready for the bad news? Okay? Get ready for this. The good news is you're rich. The bad news is you're rich. That's exactly right. The bad news is you're rich. This is one of the greatest spiritual disadvantages that you have. 
In fact, Jesus encountered a rich guy who said one time, hey, I want to follow you. How do I inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, well, obey all the commands. And the guy said, well, I've done that. And, and Jesus said, well, you need to go sell your possessions and give them to the poor and then come follow me. Now, what's really interesting to note here is, and it's an important note, that this is the only time that Jesus said this. Okay, now Jesus is not, and God is not opposed to us having nice things. Okay, you can see it all through scripture. God gives wealth. Okay, God is not opposed to us having nice things. What God, what God does not want are the things to have us. And that's what the problem that Jesus saw in this guy's heart was. The things had him. And this is the only person Jesus said it to. But he said, you'll need to sell these things, give the stuff away, and come follow me. You cannot let the, the things rule your heart. I need to be number one in your heart. And the story says that the guy went away sad because he was unwilling to do it because he had great wealth. And then Jesus said this. It's really interesting. In Luke 18, 24 and 25, Jesus said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The good news is you're rich. The bad news is you're rich. And this is a tremendous spiritual disadvantage, okay? So let me show you three of the many challenges that we have as rich people, okay? The first one, for all of you rich people out there, it, it's harder for you to depend on God, okay? It's really harder for you to depend on God. You, you, you go to a developing country and there's nothing but God to depend on. And when you look at the peace and the, the sense of security uh, that these poor people have, you can almost become jealous of it because we have so many other things to depend on. In fact, when Jesus taught us to pray, one of the ways he were supposed to pray is, give us today our daily bread, right? The reality is most of us have never had to sincerely pray that because we've got a cabinet full of bread or, or something to eat. It's harder for us to depend on God, and that is a tremendous spiritual disadvantage. The second thing is our wealth, it distracts us from true priorities, okay? If you're a follower of Jesus, you would have to agree that the fellowship of believers and the worship of God in church is a true priority, right? So let's be real honest together. Okay, there are some of you that miss a week or two of, uh, on a regular basis from church because you have rich people distractions. Some of you can go camping all summer long. Some of you have season tickets to some kind of sports team. And when you're at the game, you don't have time to go to church on the weekend. And your kids are in so many activities that there's no, they're, they're not part of any kind of, you know, youth program or children's program at your local church or with other teenagers or with other kids. Why? because they've got rich people distractions. You see, we can be so busy with our rich people distractions, we, we barely have dinner together as a family. And we think we're doing good for those that we love when the reality is we've got these relational voids in our life. Because the wealth that we have, that can be a blessing, but it can also be a curse and distract us from the true priorities of life. The third big challenge with our wealth is this. We need to understand that we have a greater responsibility. We have a tremendous responsibility because of what God has given us. Jesus said, to whom much is given, much is required. And you need to understand that's speaking to you and that's speaking to me. That's speaking to rich people. Much is required from us. That's bad news because a lot of us, we're using all the wealth that we have on ourselves. And God says, command those rich people to be enriched 
to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and to be willing to share. Then they will lay up treasures for themselves and have the life that is truly life. The bad news is there is more expected of us because more has been given to us and we need to internalize that. So, folks that are listening to this podcast, okay, we are full of rich people. And as rich people, you know what we need to do, right? We need to invest into the community, okay, the communities that we live in. And we need to give resources away. And we need to help build homes. And we need to help adopt kids and foster kids. And we need to be so full of generosity that even people that don't believe in our Christ are going to say they sure do live what they claim. And through that kind of love and generosity, I believe people are going to want to know why we do it. And we're going to tell them because we've been blessed by God. And we're not better and we're not smarter. We've just been blessed by God. And we're going to be a church, right? We are the church, not a building. We are a church full of rich people that are good at being rich at what matters most because God has blessed us with more than we need. What are we? We are rich. God has blessed us with more than what we need. God says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, because every blessing we don't turn back to praise has the potential to turn into pride. He says, command them to be generous in good deeds and willing to share. And when they do, they will lay up for themselves treasures in heaven and experience the life that is truly life. We are going to be good at being rich because God has blessed us with more than we need and we will be rich in what matters most. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another Venture Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I look forward to talking to you guys more about being rich and what matters most. We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.